Swatch of Horrors. Can I it's memes you're listening to swatch of horrors thank you for listening and first of all thank you if you are a supporter as in a listener as in somebody who just follows a podcast thank you so much always appreciate you and if you're new welcome this is a podcast for beauty horror stories told by beauty professionals so as you may know from the last episode I'm recovering physically and mentally from an accident that I had. There's still some weird things going on with my body and my brain and I don't know what's going on. So I'm still healing, still recovering, but also too, like I really needed to take care of my mental health, which is kind of, you know, secondary. I mean, the reason why I took the hiatus was because of the accident, but also too, like mentally I'm working through a lot of things And it's good. It's good that I'm doing this. And here's a tip. If you want to improve in your therapy, okay, if you you feel like you're plateauing, you're not really getting anywhere lately with your therapist, I sort tell them everything that you've never told anyone before or just things that you hold in. Tell them everything, everything. Unload. I promise you, you will notice a huge difference in progress, okay? Because it will set you free, my friend. Yeah, do that. Also have a few announcements. And am I back? Sort of. I was able to guest feature on two podcasts. And also this episode, you're going to have an interview, okay? You're going to have a guest. Awesome, right? Okay. So before we get to the interview, a few things. I was a guest on What Dichos podcast with Belen. And this is spelled W-H-A-T-D-I-C-H-O-S. This is a podcast where she shares family wisdoms. She cultivates Latinx legacies through storytelling, dichos y más, so just phrases within the Latinx culture. And we break it down. We go into talking about beauty and what, what it was like growing up with an immigrant father and two cultural backgrounds being, you know, part Mexican and Vietnamese. It's really, it was really fun. So check that out. It is on the Instagram, (laughs) on the Instagram. That sounds weird. It's on Instagram at Swatch of Horrors. You can check it out there. I also did another guest spot on this podcast called Homo in Training. Yes, Homo, H-O-M-O in Training. They're a fun bunch of people. Well, it's actually two people. So a fun pair. Uh, The episode is called What Even Is Beauty? The Societal Pressures. We talk about what natural beauty is like, and we also talk about representation and how important it is to see people who look like you in beauty situations, magazines, TV, film, everything. And a little bit more of my background too, growing up in my relationship with beauty and kind of just loving yourself and feeling that you are beautiful. So check that out. It is a fun conversation. Homo and training is a fun podcast in general. If you're, if you don't have any friends, listen to them and you'll feel like you have friends. So check it out. Link is in the bio of the Instagram. Again, I'm saying the Instagram my Instagram, Swatch of Horrors. But I did want to bring this episode to you. I've been sitting on it. 
I really wanted to get it out there. It was recorded earlier in this year, so January. So if it sounds kind of like, why are they talking about the new year? Well, it was previously recorded in the new year, so that is why. I plan to get some more episodes out there for you in the near future. Will it be in two weeks? I can't promise that, but I hope you do hang in there with me as I heal mentally, physically, and just take care of myself so I can deliver quality stuff. And also too, like the wedding and trying to get vaccinated. Like it is like, I have a better chance of getting some shoes off the sneakers app than I do getting the vaccine at this point. So guess what? You can now leave me a voicemail and I will possibly play it on the next Watch of Horrors episode. You can go on Instagram at Swatch of Horrors or Twitter. Go to the link in the bio and there is a link to leave a voice message. It is anonymous. You don't have to leave your email address, your information. You don't have to say your name if you don't want to, but go leave me a quick message. Tell me your horror story and I'll play it on the next episode. So yeah, I would love to hear from you that way. If you don't have a beauty horror story and you just want to submit any kind of voicemail to me, tell me how you're doing, tell me what you like about the show, what you don't like, uh, requests, whatever you want, just leave me a voice message. I'll play it. And without further ado, Swatch of Horrors. Uh, Today, my guest is a specialist in the bridal makeup artistry industry. Uh, She is the owner of her company, which I'll explain in just a minute. She has over seven and a half years of experience with her bridal company, and she started her new aspect of her business that ventured into the business coaching for bridal makeup artists. So this gets bridal artists into knowing how to run their business, growing their social media, to get more uh, bridal bookings. And she is here to talk to us about a few tips and tricks on how to avoid some horrors. And I'll get into that in just a second. But today I have with me Miss Kathy Huynh Kabiko. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Ji Koya Kong. Yes, Koya. I'm Koya Kong. Yeah, Koya. How are you doing? You know, with everything, I mean, we we just got done with 2020, which was a, a doozy for everyone. And now we're getting into 2021. How's it been treating you lately? You know what? It's actually been going good. Um, you know, no complaints here on my end. You know, fortunately, 2020, I know it definitely it wasn't the best year for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, fortunately for me, I, I had a pretty good year um, business-wise. Um, our business is still growing, even through 2020, you know, and heading into 21, you know, I'm expecting a little one on the way in May. So Congrats. yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. So all, um, you know, with all of that's going on, um, you know, I really can't complain. I, I am, I feel very blessed and grateful to kind of, um, you know, gone through the last year with, you know, just a really grateful heart. So yeah, I'm doing really good. Thank you. Awesome. Tell us where we can find you. So you run a bridal artistry business. So tell us a little bit about like that and where we can find you on like Instagram and on your website, if you have one. 
Sure. Um, so um, my Instagram handle is Kathy Huynh Kabiko. Um, this is a page where you can find all kind of like related to the business aspect where I teach um, makeup artists and aspiring makeup artists how to kind of grow, build and scale their business so that they can start earning consistent in- income doing what they love. Um, and I have my bridal business artistry page, which is specifically for brides who are looking to see my work and our team's work. Um, they can find us at Kathy Huynh Artistry. Awesome. And then so your bridal business, so you not only provide like makeup, do you also like is that like a one stop shop if I'm a bride and I want my hair and makeup done? Do you have like a team? And Yes, absolutely. So um, so yeah, so we do have a team. So there's a team of nine of us. um, And we're consistently growing. Um, So yes, we do is a one stop shop. We do hair and makeup. Um, we also do airbrush, you know, we do um, some like cover up, um, men's grooming. So you name it, we got it. It's <laughs> great. And then I forgot to mention you're in the Orange County area in California. So if anybody needs some some bridal makeup coming up, um, yeah, <laughs> look into her business. So yeah, thank you. Let me ask, is uh, the coaching part um, how how did you want to venture into the coaching aspect of the business side of makeup artistry? You mean like how did I get like started on it, like to the to the coaching part of that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, I um after just kind of being in the industry for a little while, um I because when I first started out as a brand new makeup artist, I went through the whole makeup academy. Um, what I learned was the hard way was that like knowing how to do makeup just wasn't enough. And none of this like business, like coaching or education was offered back when I first started. And, um, you know, it was always like up to me to figure it out, like through trial and errors. And so I just really felt that the reason why my business really grew over the years is because of the business how-to, because of the marketing aspect and understanding what clients want and knowing how to communicate with them properly that really grew my business. It had very little to do with the actual makeup application skills, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. So I felt that 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 was what was missing in our industry. Like the business part of that was not taught. So I was kind of like made made it a mission to kind of help as many artists as I can who actually wants to grow and, you know, expand their brand, their business to really help them get there because I I didn't get that kind of help when I first started. I really like that because it's true. Nobody really talks about that business side. It's mainly like artistry, artistry, Mm -hmm. and that's all you really see and really learn about that other side. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get into your tips in just a second, but I wanted to start off with some icebreaker questions just so we can get to know you a little bit. What was the last thing that you binged watch if you do watch anything like on streaming services or not? <laughs> do you know, you know, to, to be honest, I don't I, I really don't watch a lot of TV. Um, mm-hmm. Just because my schedule is so crazy busy between a full time job running two businesses. Um, so my um, so I really don't have time to like binge watch a whole lot. But the last mm-hmm. thing that I and my husband and I, um, we we were watching was like Mission Impossible, like we were watching like the whole like six movies uh, like the whole oh, thing of cool. them yeah so I guess that's kind of binge watching yeah um, that's, yeah. that's kind of like something yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but it's yeah that was pretty awesome <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because um 
during Christmas, we got into watching, I don't know how, I think I suggested it, uh, watching all the Die Hard movies. Mm. So I think I'm on like Die Hard, I think the third one. I think I need to get on to the fourth one now. So that was kind of like similar to what you went through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's kind of so random, but it was like, we bought it. It was like on sale in like a bundle. So we just like bought it. And like, yeah, we just ended up watching all six of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what is your favorite comfort food? Oh, you know what? I would have to say pho. Like being full Vietnamese, I mean, that's oh, got to be yeah, my go-to yeah. food, especially like when it gets cold. And yeah, I just had it today too. <laughs> oh, so which one? Like what which specific pho do you like? I, I like the pho, uh, pho thai. That's in the meatballs. And then that's, that's my favorite. <laughs> I don't oh, eat, yeah, okay. I don't eat anything too crazy, you know, like in my pho. But yeah, the, the rare steak is going to be... <laughs> Uh, my my go-to. <laughs> yeah, I really like to keep my pho really simple. Like, mm-hmm. I usually just do the chicken, the pho gap. Oh, yeah. Um, like, that's kind of like my go-to. And I feel like that's, it, it really is comfort food. Yeah, it's like, for sure. It cures, like, for me, it's like the <laughs> remedy for sickness, for a hangover, yeah, for the oh, yeah. flu, like It's anything. everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hot day, cold day, whatever. <laughs> I know. And if you could only do one of these for the rest of your life, so you could either get your hair done but never wear makeup again, mm-hmm. or you can wear makeup all day, any day, and but never get your hair done ever again, which one would you choose if you had to do one for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah. This one's easy. I would do makeup all day, every day and not do my hair. I mean, it's kind of like yeah. how it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of me, too. Yeah. Because I feel like, okay, I can probably, like, like if if somebody told me I could never get my hair professionally done again, I would probably find ways to like trim it and like yep. color it myself. Exactly. My hairstylist, she's probably like like <laughs> mad over hearing this right now, but like but like for me, I I love the makeup, you know, like yeah, for yeah, sure, just... for sure. I'm definitely more a makeup kind of girl than a hair kind of girl. So yep, I can have my hair up in like <laughs> you know a bun and you know. But I got to get my face done. <laughs> yeah, I agree uh, for myself anyway. And then do you have a favorite red lipstick? Um, I have a favorite lipstick. I mean, I wouldn't say red because honestly, like I just I've tried over the years and I just cannot find like a red color that I really like. Maybe I just can't mm-hmm. pull off like a red lipstick. Um, but I really like my like I, I usually go for more of like a. Uh, mauvey t- pinky type of color okay, yeah yeah um it's from a y ysl um the mm-hmm. color is spice rose okay so it's like, yeah yeah so it's a really pretty color it is it has some red in there but it's not like bold red you know maybe okay. maybe one day i'll find a, a good bold red color that i can feel like i can rock <laughs> <laughs> nice i love red lipsticks i feel like everybody like Sure there's there's got to right? be a red for someone, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, I'd love to hear your suggestions. <laughs> uh, I for let me see. I feel like Nars has really good red lipsticks, like Cruella or I forget the other one, but Ruby Woo from Mac. I feel like it's pretty, oh, yeah. pretty classic for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. And so now, um, usually we talk about horror stories or like issues with the beauty industry. But today we're going to talk about kind of preventative. So for people who are freelancers or makeup artists, especially for bridals, um, 
you're going to share some tips with us on how to conduct trials for your brides. And this is an aspect I was always interested in, too. So I feel like knowing all your tips and tricks is is really going to help prevent any kind of misunderstandings or or mishaps along the way. So hit us with your tips today. For sure. Okay, so I have to say, I mean, I can go on about this for like hours, but I'm not going (laughs) to do that to you guys. So I'll just give you kind of like three or four max like um, tips that I've learned over the years that has really helped me convert like probably I would say like 80 to 90 percent of our clients that once they do a trial with us and they want to book. Okay. Um, You know. And this is just like over, you know, through experience over the years. So, um, yeah. So the first thing that I would want to say is that whenever you consider doing a trial, you have to kind of look at the trial as that like interview with like, let's say if you're applying for a new job and you're going to a job interview, that's pretty much how you have to look at a trial because that really is that that first um, impression that you make at the trial, it's really going to be that lasting impression. So of right. course, you know, you want to come prepared, you want to come with a clean kit, you know, with a good energy. So that's first and foremost, that you have to treat it like it is a, an important event. Because I feel like a lot of people feel that a trial is just, oh, it's just another makeup gig, but it's not because the, your trial is what's going to help somebody determine whether or not you are the right artist for them or not. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So the, the first tip is I would want to say whenever you do a trial, you always want to capture the essence of what the bride is looking for or what she's asking for. A lot of the times we kind of get caught up like when we somebody shows us a picture, right? Like, oh, like an inspirational photo. We tend Mm -hmm. to replicate. We just we go straight to like replicating that look on them. But the biggest mistake that I see is that sometimes when people show you a photo of like, you know, something that they see on Instagram or like on Pinterest, they don't necessarily want the exact same look but they want some essence of that look. So yeah, if, that's a good point. Yeah. So if you go and you just recreate that look, you're going to miss the mark and they're going to say, oh, wow, like you didn't really deliver what I want. So they're not going to hire you. So the important part is you always want to ask, like, what do you like from that photo to really get clear on what part of that photo do they like? You know what I mean? So like, I'll give you an example. So if you have somebody who shows you a photo of like a really glam bride, right? Mm -hmm. And she says, I want something very natural. And she shows you a photo of this girl with full lashes, you know, winged liner and everything. (laughs) So, so, so it's like, you know, so, so if you go and you replicate that look for her, it's, she's going to be like, oh my gosh, that's too much makeup for me. But if you go, Hey, what do you like from this photo? She's going to say, well, you know, I like that her lashes are full because I don't have any lashes or like, I like that, you know, her eyebrows were really nice or, you know, something along that line. So you can kind of get an idea of what she's looking for and not just, you know, not just go straight to replicating the look that she wants. So that's number one. Yeah, that's a good one. I feel like that really translates over to like all makeups too. Yes. Yeah, in retail, I experienced this a lot. And I think I mentioned this in uh, the last episode too, where it's just like, you know, sometimes people show you a picture and um, you got to just like pick it apart and exactly like what she said. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean they want to look exactly like that. Mm-hmm. You know? and- yep. Yep. And that, that just comes with having the patience and just like making sure that you're taking your time. You know what I mean? And just like asking questions. Awesome. So, yeah. So the next that leads me to my next tip is ask questions. Ask a lot of good 
open-ended questions during the process to uncover their likes and their dislikes. And I can't stress this enough. And when I train my artists um, like on my team, I make sure that they do this. Um, so, you know, you don't know what somebody wants until you ask them. And exactly. I feel like as a collective, like, you know, what I see a lot in the industry is that people just feel like, oh, if they ask a lot of questions, they might, they might come off as unprofessional or they don't know what they're doing. But mm -hmm. when you ask a lot of good questions, like, you know, what don't you like? You know what I mean? Like if you, so you're trying to pinpoint what somebody has, is envisioning like for their dream wedding look. Um, that's the hardest part to master, right? Being able to really capture the look that they have in their mind and trans and then really translate that to how they look in person. Um, so for me, it's all about asking good questions. Um, so an example I can give you is like, let's say somebody who has never had their makeup professionally done or they okay. don't wear makeup any like daily at all. So mm -hmm. on their wedding day, it's kind of hard for them to like envision like how they want to look like, right? Because they never have makeup on. So, exactly. yeah. So by asking good questions, like, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going to say, I don't know how I want to look. I don't know what eyeshadow looks good on me. I don't know what lipstick looks good on me. But if you start to ask good questions, like, well, what don't you like? She's going to be able to tell you what she doesn't like. She might have a hard time telling you what she likes because she's never experienced it, but she's mm -hmm. probably going to be able to tell you what she doesn't like. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't like that cakey look or like, I don't like like when my eyebrows are as big as my thumb or like, you know, yeah. <laughs> something like that. So I'm sure she'll be able to tell you what she doesn't like. So okay. based on all of that information, you can gather what type of look she's going for and kind of work off from that. Got it. Okay, that's a good one, too, because I, I feel like it, it reminds me of when I take an order for somebody like if I'm doing a food run for people in my household, I'm like, okay, well, just tell me what you don't want on your yep. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I just find that it's so much more effective when you start with what don't you like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some people like, um, you know, if they, if they wear makeup regularly, they know what they want. It, it's easy for them to verbalize that to you. But for a lot of people, um, you know, especially if you're working with everyday women and that's never worn makeup, they're going to have a really hard time articulating that to you. So yeah, so that's my second tip. <laughs> Got it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So um, the third thing that I have is that you want to be the advisor. Okay. So as a makeup artist, we definitely want to be the expert and we want to guide our clients that's in our chair and we want to be able to tell them what looks good and what doesn't look good and give them suggestions. But what you want to be mindful of is when you're doing a trial, it's, it's not about you. It's about what your client wants and what she wants, how she wants to look like on her wedding day. Okay. If you're just an advisor, like let's say if she wants, I don't know, blue glittery eyeshadow, being an mm -hmm. advisor can say, hey, I can give you that blue glittery eyeshadow that you want, but it's going to look really tacky. Like would you want to have blue eyeshadow? in your wedding photos, like for your kids to see years to come, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. letting them make the decision, letting your client decide how they want to look is very important. Um, because sometimes we can kind of get caught up and say, well, no, you can't get, you can't have this. You can't look like this because it's not going to look good. I know what's best for you. So we tend to get into this mode where we want to be the expert and we want to tell them what we know. But at the end of the day, we have to remember that no matter how 
they want to look like. It's not about what we want. It's about what the client in our chair wants. Yeah, it sounds like a good balance. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I always say, you know, as whatever makes you feel beautiful, that's how you should look. You know, I might not agree with like the choices that you've made, but as an advisor, I'm just going to give you advice on how this would translate on photos, how this would look on camera, but I'm not going to stop you from looking like that if that's what makes you feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like that fine balance of like, hey, you, you're the professional and you know how it, how it might translate onto video or film, mm-hmm. you know, but maybe they really, really want this. This is their dream. And then, you know, mm-hmm. that's, it's all about making them happy, but also servicing them on, on what's going to turn yeah. out right too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and an example I just had, like, you know, not too long ago was I had a bride that like wants to look like she's glowing. Like literally you can see her like from miles away glowing type. <laughs> so she wanted so like a lot of highlighter just like all over her face, like, you know, way more than I normally would put on a bride, but that's what made her feel pretty. You know what I mean? And I had mm-hmm. explained to her like, Hey, you know what? Like when you put this much, like, you know, highlighter on you, the, the flashback might look a little bit crazy. Like when they take indoor photos and whatnot, but if this is what makes you happy, this is how you want to look like, this is your, this is your day. So it should be your decision. So something yeah. along that line. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so one last one I have is to give your clients options. And this is, okay. if, uh, this what I want to say is a really important one, is you want to allow your brides to try different options. So, um, so it goes back to, you know, people not knowing what they want, right? Because they won't know what they want until they see those options and see it on their face. And okay. um, yeah, so I always give them options like, hey, if you can't decide between this eye color, this eyeshadow color versus this other one, why don't we do both one on each eye and you can see for yourself how this looks on you. Because, yeah, because sometimes looking at photos, they might look at a model that doesn't look like them. So sometimes it helps when they can actually see it on themselves to make that decision. And, um, and I don't know a lot of artists that actually give their clients options. And I noticed that when I started to do this, that's mm-hmm. when I started to see more success in my trial booking rates um, and the conversion okay. rate. Yeah. So I think this is huge. Wow. I like that you, you're really like observant on like what was working for you and you, you like put that in your arsenal of like things to do to create like that success like I could just tell by the way you talk about it like your business coaching is probably like it sounds like you know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) thank you yes and and you know and I've made tons of mistakes like doing trials and you know just over the course of the years and so when I started to like really pay attention you know Mm -hmm. and like what was working and what really wasn't um you know and like you said like I've just kind of put different things like in my arsenal and it's really served me in a great way so yeah so thank you for noticing that (laughs) (laughs) so speaking of mistakes can you remember like one mistake that sticks out to you that you learned from oh yes <laughs> if, oh, if yeah, you want to share yeah no no to. no to- <laughs> totally I, I would love to share so some at least somebody can learn from my mistake so my, when I first started out and I was doing trials well the first mistake was I was offering free trials I don't ever okay. suggest anybody doing that but anyhow mm-hmm. I was offering free trials 
And so I had this bride to be, um, you know, sitting on my chair because she came for the free trial. And she said, hey, I want um, I want um, this eyeshadow look. So she was showing me some photos and then she was like, okay, but I want like, I want this color, but I want it pink. So she showed me more of like a champagne color, but she's like, mm -hmm. no, but I want pink eyeshadow. So instead of asking, you know, more questions, like, what do you mean pink, like hot pink, you know, there's different variation of pinks, right? Exactly, yeah. And so instead of asking more questions and asking good questions, I was like, okay, yeah, I have pink. So don't worry, I got you. And literally, I put like a hot pink like eyeshadow like I, I went li really literal <laughs> on oh, what she uh -huh. said and I actually put <laughs> pink eyeshadow on her and until this day I still like laugh thinking like oh my gosh what was I <laughs> what was I being what was going through my mind right yeah. but I literally gave her like pink eyeshadow and and by by the time I and and I didn't ask any questions during the process right and I, mm -hmm. I just kind of like Give her pink eyeshadow, didn't show her the mirror, and just like <laughs> moved on and oh, moved no. on and did the rest of her face. So when she saw the mirror by the time I was done, she had this like really like <laughs> and I can't even explain. It was like shocked, like oh, disappointed, no. and she just couldn't believe she had like pink eyeshadow on her. And I literally was I literally was like, Oh, do you like it? <laughs> And, you know, bless her heart. She was just really nice. So she was just mm -hmm. kind of like, um, yeah, 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 I do. I do. And I know, you know, and I went on to say, oh, um, did you want me to fix anything? But by then it was, you know, in hindsight, I realized she was like, no, 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 it's great. It's fine. Um, just to get off my chair because, you know, she I had already finished her entire face. So she okay. didn't want to spend like another hour sitting on my chair to get me to fix it. You know, so she yeah. was just like, okay, thank you for your time. And like, she like really like booked it at the door, like really, really fast. And needless to say, I like never heard from her again. And I was like <laughs> waiting around to see if she would like book my services until like her wedding day. And I was like, she never contacted me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, <laughs> so it's one of those stories. So moral story is when people say pink, don't just assume it's pink, pink. <laughs> Yeah, ask questions, like you said. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so just to sum up your tips for how to give successful trials that eventually will hopefully turn into successful bookings, uh, number one was uh, treat it like an interview, like like it's your actual job, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. And then two, ask open-ended questions and specifically get to know what don't you like, because that mm -hmm. you said is very helpful mm -hmm, absolutely. yeah especially with people who don't really know do makeup that much or wear makeup they may not know what they like but they can tell you like what they don't like so exactly. that's number two and number three be an advisor uh, but it's ultimately what the client wants but you're there to let them know mm -hmm. hey this this may turn out this way in your pictures but if if that's what you're looking for then we can do that and then Perfect. your last one is give your client options. So you suggested maybe try one look on one eye and a different look on the other eye. Absolutely. Yep. That's perfect. Yeah. And uh, and your last one, if if they say pink, ask what kind of pink. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, just to kind of wrap up with some questions in terms of being a makeup artist during COVID, like I was never, you know, I left the field um a few years ago so I never got to be a makeup artist during COVID so I have no idea like 
what that's like in terms of new safety precautions. Mm -hmm. Um, What are the major things that you do to keep yourself safe and your clients safe? Like, what do you feel like is a must do Um, or a must have? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, we um, even before COVID, um, you know, we have really high standards as far as when it comes to like sanitation. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, we expect all of our artists to deep clean their brushes um, and they they bring different set of brushes in between clients, um, you know, all of the good stuff. But with COVID specifically, um, we had, well, the first thing that we did, like when all of this happened was we made sure that our, all of our artists um, went through like a sanitation, like certification for people in Mm -hmm. the beauty industry, um, which is really good. And, um, you know, and as far as like, basically like helping clients on site um we make sure that we're always wearing face masks and face shield as well too um mm-hmm. sometimes like because I do airbrush so sometimes like with the face shield like I mean we'll wear it for the majority of it but when I start to do airbrush I have to take it off because the the what's it called the airbrush it has like the what is that oh god I can't come with that word not the gas but the fumes that comes out like the it it, it makes your it can make your shield a little bit blurry. Okay. But other than that, we have like our mask and our shield on. And of course, everything is properly sanitized. And we always take like our temperature before we work on our clients. And we also take our clients temperature as well, too. And nice. um, and one thing that we also do in addition to that is, of course, we have like pre-screening questions that we send to our clients like 24 hours before they come to us. And mm-hmm. also we have them um, signed a like a liability waiver during COVID time. So I think that that's kind of like protecting us and our business too, because um, even though we're taking like every possible precaution, um, you know, it's kind of hard because we are still like working on them. Like we're still touching their face. We're still touching their hair. um, You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's impossible to have them wear a mask while we're working on like doing their makeup. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so just, we just have that liability waiver just so that they also understand the risk as even though we're taking all of the precaution that they are still understanding there is a risk when you come to do services during this time. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's like, you know, especially for the people in the beauty industry, like this is people's livelihoods and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you've just had to learn how to pivot and do your job as best as you can, as safely as you can. Of course. Um, And, you know, just because it's low risk or lower risk doesn't mean there's no risk. And I think that's important that you that you state that, too, because that's that's a really responsible thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We we definitely try to, you know, do the right thing, um, you know, do the right thing um, with our clients and just making sure that all of like kind of like um, everything is covered um, Mm -hmm. just, you know, for their sake and for our team's like sake as well, too. Nice. And. If there's something that you want clients to know that they may not know about being a makeup artist or about people in the beauty industry, what's something you want clients to know about artists? You know, I, I want to say to give them a lot of grace during this time. I think just mm-hmm. being more kind and more understanding really goes a long way for people in our industry during this time. Um, you know, not only are we not able to work at the normal capacity that we're used to working, Mm -hmm. but also we're just dealing with a lot behind the scenes, you know, like stuff that obviously our clients like don't really see, right? We're rescheduling, postponed weddings, cancellation, and all of that is really, it's really a lot of work and mentally is really 
creating. So I would want to say like, you know, yeah, like if you're working with an artist, you know, just have some patience, have some kindness, um, because everybody really is doing like the best that they can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. And especially now, it's like, um, you know, we don't know what's happening. And hopefully, like, we're gonna come into a better year with everything going on with the vaccine. And hopefully things just, you know, whether people decide to take it or not. And, you know, we just hope for a better year. And especially with the um, bridal industry, like, I know the bridal industry has probably changed a lot. Um, oh, for you're sure. probably seeing like micro weddings now and elopements more and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I definitely feel for for the people affected too because it's it is hard and I think even like people who I know who are regular freelancers like some of them haven't even gone back to work yet because they are afraid to navigate like working during COVID you know oh yeah it's kind of a scary thing oh yeah no it, it really is you know it really is because you know you you can't get more personal than like being up in their face for like an hour and a yeah. half doing their makeup <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah like like totally and that's you know totally understandable and I definitely do have um, a couple of artists on my team that are not you know working in, um, during this time which is totally understandable um, yeah. but yeah yeah you know so it's there's a lot that goes into it um, you know more so than just like hey we're just doing your makeup so like you said you know there's just so much more to consider now like with mm-hmm. sanitation like how we can fit like people in here or like one at a time with the capacity Um, so just just lots going on for sure yeah so have some more grace and patience with your artists yeah and then as we wrap up uh, remind everyone where we can find you again on on your instagrams your channels whatever it is that you have. Yes. Um, so um, on my Instagram is at Kathy Huen Kabiko. Um, that's for that's going to be the page where I talk a lot about business mindset, um, and just tips and tricks for um, the makeup artists or even aspiring makeup artists who want to grow their career in the bridal field. And for any of your listeners who are, you know, um, brides or brides to be that want to look at our bridal business, they can check out at Kathy Huen Artistry. And they can see all of our work and our team's work on there. We also give tips like for everyday women and for brides on how to make it less stressful for them as well. Nice. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your tips with our listeners on how to avoid horrors of beauty trials by nailing down these awesome tips that you shared. And I'm going to be putting your Instagram in our show notes so that people know where to find you. So if they need artistry in the Orange County area, they can hit you up and also business coaching for their artistry business as well. So perfect. Thank, thank you, you so much for, for having me. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Swatch of Horrors podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, give the podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, follow, subscribe wherever you listen to your shows, tell your friends. I would really appreciate it. It would really help the podcast out. Thanks so much for listening.